Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. This is a potpourri of emotions for me. <laughs> okay. Is it just because you got your hair cut? I cut my hair, but I had to get my hair cut. Because? I, I was looking at myself in the mirror last week and I knew... It's unusual for you. I knew I had to sort of... When you get a phone call off the brother-in-law and he says, right, we're going into Patrick Burke menswear in Ennis. And I was there, for okay. The suits for, for the, the suits for the funeral. For my mother-in-law, for Nana, Nana, Nana Evelyn, and I will, oh. I will. We, I, I have something written down here. I'd like to dedicate. I hope. A, I hope. A little, I, I hope you'd write a poem. Did you? No, but I'd like to dedicate a little bit of this podcast to the great grannies of Ireland. Of course, she was a mighty granny, and we've discussed and her several times on the was, podcast. She, she never said nothing when you came down from the bath on a Saturday in your O'Neill's. Football shorts. And I said to her, Katie, sitting down to watch a bit of Anton Dick. No, Katie Taylor. Katie (laughs) Taylor was boxing. We opened a bottle of wine. She never looked. I said, Nana, I just, she said, where were you? I said, I just had a lovely bat. And she said, well, isn't that lovely? And I said, Katie Taylor's on pay-per-view and we'll have a little bottle of Santa Rita. And (laughs) we opened it up and not, she never had a bad word to say about anyone. And she never had all I got from her was a softness and a smile and a hug and she always welcomed me into that house and some people From day one? From day one And when did you first meet her? Like I met her when I came off the Aran Islands I met her when I was 1991 I was living on the Aran Islands Dipna would come over on the Tranquility and I'd be up with the binoculars she'd be on the, the tra- What was the Tranquility? The Tranquility was the, bo- the boat from um, the other side Liscanner out Doolan to, from Mount Doolan yeah the, the, the tranquility oh, so right. the Rolls of Arran used to go from Russellville right. which was and like the Navena used to go from Galway City yeah the, the Rolls of Arran was like a tugboat and the Queen of Arran the Queen of Arran where did she Rose go from Arran, they all came from Russellville but right. the tranquility and the happy hooker oh yeah <laughs> where did the happy hooker come the from the happy hooker came from all over oh, she, 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 she come from all over she, she travelled she travelled the happy hooker she was a great one the happy hooker she serviced. Was there happy oh, yeah. endings she, on it? She serviced. Was there happy endings on it? You're, you're such an owl lad. You're, you're, you've, t- you've started this thing now of you start start telling a story and you go off on so many fucking tangents. <laughs> it's like trying to follow Sean Boylan and Bruce Shields in conversation. The <laughs> It's impossible. You just go, well, I tell you one thing. And this man, and that man, I tell you who's another good man. <laughs> so tell us about the first time you met <laughs> Nana. Nana, I used to go back down to Ennis maybe once a month to Dipna and where and would you where, where would I'd you stay in the house in the bungalow in Bearfield but hang on a second uh, would you stay in the same Shomra as yeah, no there was never any problem with that oh. so we were adults for God's sake she would, no Ireland. but that's what I said about Nana she would never she never judge she never record you or she, no <laughs> she never judge she always had the the homemade chips and the wild salmon from Carrigaholt given by the neighbour next door and uh, she'd have lovely homemade chips she'd have wild salmon from Carrigaholt and she'd have a welcome for me and never had I ever a bad word to say about my nana we called her nana I called her nana even though she wasn't officially my nana but officially she was a great mother-in-law she she wasn't well for a while 
and she had got a great send off and that is why I had to get the haircut. So hang on, she, she, she passed away and then but there was cousins from all over the world who there came was, back for oh, the funeral. The Boston, the Boston crowd arrived in on the Tuesday, the Dorchester, Quincy's, Barry and Colleen and Aaron and Aaron. There is an Aaron. There is an Aaron. They all arrived in on the Tuesday from Boston on the Aer Lingus flight and they were shagged for the first day. They had to go and get sleep and then they went into Ennis to have a load of pints just to get them back into you now. The house was open in Bearfield uh, and it, there was a constant flow. I have to give a shout out to Reen and Shane, my boys, who went down on the Friday of the week before to paint Nana's kitchen because Jeez. everybody knew what was wow. happening. Everybody knew what was about to happen and it was Hang all on, now when you're, it when was you're, all hands on deck. When your man passed away, Lucia, was there the same effort into the house? Like, did people paint the kitchen? No, because we didn't know she was going to die that quick. She oh, sort right. of died like quicker than we had planned her to die. Right, so, so, so no time to get the house no, ready? No, we didn't get the house ready, no. I just, we cleaned up the house the morning of oh, that wow. she died. And who, cleared out her china and all that yeah, sort of so stuff. And, and who decided then, I'm, what I'm curious about is so... Uh, someone has to make that decision. So, so, so Nan passes and then someone says, Jeez, we, we better paint the kitchen. No, this is the week before. This was on the Friday. My mom, my nana passed. Before fr- she passed, they knew ah, what was happening. Okay. Everybody was all hands. She was on in tech. the home stretch. Do you think, uh, she like was, they were going nana to paint on, as well. She was dead. Nana Evelyn was on the home stretch, and uh, then they were sort of getting gearing up and getting ready. Okay. Phone calls were being made transatlantic. People were geared up. Uh, arrangements were being made, and then one of the arrangements was Dipna said to the lads, "Will you come down and paint Nana's kitchen? I think it needs a spruce up." So the two boys went down, and I was never so proud of the two lads. They went and got two coats. They went into Ennis. They brought all my bits and pieces from Galway, and they painted away the kitchen. All your painting bits and pieces. I was yeah. going to say, do you mean all my toys? rollers, all do my trays, all my brushes that are out in the shed? I have them all in a special area. And Shane was good. He got the extra sheets. We have an area for sheets for throwing down. So what happened was when the other little nephews uh, saw the boys painting, they went and changed all their little clothes and they put on old, old tracksuits. Uh. So at one stage, there was nine of the grandkids all in painting the kitchen for Nana. The kitchen looked great. It was a, a wash with food. I have never seen so many sandwiches and cakes and apple tarts and plates of salad and plates of roast beef and turkey. Was there big drinking? Oh, there was a lot of drink. There was a lot of Coors Light. There was a lot of Budweiser. And there was a lot that's of Jameson. That's, that's very County Clare. Yeah, that's, what about whiskey? <laughs> there was what a lot whiskey? of Budweiser. There was a lot of whiskey. And there was a lot of pint bottles and small bottles of Guinness. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Nana, uh, she was brilliant. And right until the end, everyone was sort of gearing up for it and it happened. But then I got the phone call. We we, we went back up to Galway each night because the house was overflowing. There wasn't a bed to be had and the neighbours and the next neighbours and two doors down. Everyone was being put up. So we went back up to Galway. But then midweek, about a day or two before it happened, I knew I had to get a haircut. And then I got the phone call. Patrick Buck menswear. We're going to get the suits measured up for the suits. So I brought my boys in. For to get measured up, and I was very proud. What colour suit did you go for? Black, 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 black suits, suits Tommy. Well, but to what see, colour suit to see you your two young of? lads, to see your two young lads putting on a suit, getting ready, and they were brilliant. They all the grandkids were great over the last few days. And did you did you tell the barber you were going to a funeral? I the funeral special, Mickey, please. Siobhan, the mobile barber, came out to the house and cut me on. And did you tell her where you were hidden? Yeah, I told her there was a funeral. All right, so she she gave you a sensible haircut. She cut away. And away we went, Ennis. Because you, you, you kind of, you, you said to her, I need, one, I need a, a morning haircut. Yeah, I just need to take a good... That's what it looks like. I saw you, I didn't, I just saw you this morning. I said, that's a... He's, the he's, a, he's, a, he's a kind of a sad head of hair. Ah, that's pure, ah, Jesus, yeah. 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 I, I, she took off pure a Pure death. She took off, <laughs> she took off a good inch and a half. And, oh, yeah. I, listen, in the church, on the removal... We waked her in the house on the Wednesday night and then the next day we went up, to, the next evening we went to the church. Now, hang on. And I b- have b- never. B- before you gallop on, the wake in the house. Yeah. So she, she laid, her, laid her in the front room. Yes. And see, chairs all around the, the edges. No, just in sort of like in the front room, there was a couple of chairs, there was a couch and some armchairs. People could go in and have a drink in there and yeah, relax yeah, in there. Yeah, wasn't, totally. There wasn't a whole a walk around in it. Now, what I did see was, I, I, I noticed Green especially and Shane, when they first saw the open coffin and when mm. they first saw Nana, they got a bit of a shock yeah, yeah. because I remember when I was young lad and even into my 20s and 30s and early 40s, 
I wouldn't go in. I, I, I always kept my eyes away from the coffin. I would go in and I would say, sorry for your troubles, sorry for your troubles, sorry for your troubles. I'd hug the person. And you wouldn't look at the corpse? I would hate that. I would not deliberately look. I don't know what it is. I had it for years. I couldn't. I couldn't. Hmm. I, I couldn't. And what changed it? I don't know. Is it more you, you just accept it as you get older? I couldn't look at it. And I saw Rean looking over and I know he got a shock. I know he got a shock. And I know he couldn't get that moment of reality that this is happening and there's Nana mm. and she's gone and here we are and we're talking and it's natural and there's a bit of laughter and there's Nana. Do you know that way? For him, I had a good chat with him after when I came out on the Thursday evening, on the Wednesday evening. I said to him in the in the corridor, I said, in the hallway, I said, look, how are you feeling? He said, a bit strange, isn't it? Mm. I said, did you get a bit of a shock? He said, yeah. Even though he knew she was gone. Yeah. He, I said, I was the same. I couldn't look over. And he said, no, I couldn't look over. And I saw his eyes just darting for split seconds. But I told you about the time we went in to look at my mother and we, we thought we got the wrong body out of the hospital. <laughs> Whoever put her makeup on must have done Marty Morrissey's for the Sunday game because she didn't look like herself at all. I told you that story. <laughs> when the three of us went in to have a... When the, when the family goes in to have a look in the removal home before the, for the people come in, we walked in and said, is that her at all? It's Marty Morrissey after passing away. What the fuck? Because he looked completely we, different. We, the three of us, myself, my he father, says, that's, not, that's not her. And my sister went up and we were looking into the coffin and we were all looking at it. And then one oh, of us said... it was just you that said it. Is that her? It doesn't look like her at all. <laughs> so that, that can happen because if the people doing the woman's makeup don't know how she usually has That's her makeup, true, yeah. they, can, they, can, they can get it a bit they wrong. Was there prayers then in the room? Yes. Uh, the rosary? Yeah. There was a lot of rosaries on the Monday night and the Tuesday night and Nana was hanging on and hanging on and hanging on and... They would, there was vigils. The neighbours would come in and do three o'clock in the morning till five and they would get some wow. sleep wow. and they stayed with her and stayed with her and stayed with her until she finally decided uh, uh, that, that was it. And then it was just automatic pilot then, as everyone gets into automatic pilot. But the power of neighbours and the power of people and the power of f- friends and family and in a country area like Bearfield. It was uh, it was very it was very powerful. And it what was, was it like then when all the so all the relations came over from America? What was what was it like when they were leaving? When they were going back to Medicare? After it. Yeah, yeah. Very hungover. A lot of dropping off to Shannon Airport. There was a ferrying of Shannon Airport, Shannon what Airport. Time is your flight. I'm on the eleven oh five. And there was an awful lot of bags. They love going to Dunn stores. They love going to Dunstore, the Boston You Yanks. can take the people out of Clare, but you can't take Clare out of the people. They love going to Dunn's stores. Really? Because they Not can pennies? Buy, no, Dunn's. They love, I gotta get a Dunn's. I gotta get a Dunn's. I gotta get a Dunn's. Because they fucking love Dunn's stores. Because they can buy little flat caps and little Guinness tea towels. And tea towels. And tea towels. And, 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 and do you know those lovely little, like fleeces for, fleeces for, for 12-year-olds for that's for Kyle and that's for Cole that's for Paul that's for Sheila that's for Colleen to get this for Aaron I got this for John I got this for Neil I got this for Barry we got this for Uncle Wong yeah. you know, but I, but it's good to get a bit of shopping in around the yeah. funeral isn't it yeah 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 in between <laughs> so, so the trip wasn't totally wasted and there was a lot of Galway jerseys being bought ah lovely there you go there was a lot of Galway jerseys being bought for the Boston crowd uh, and no, how, not, why not clear jerseys because Nana was Abby Dunairi she was a Lockray woman the far side of Abby Dun- oh, right, from okay. Abby Dunairi and there was a lot of people there but on the on the, there was over a thousand signatures on the Thursday evening at the book I shook hands there were unbelievable people coming in from Clare and Galway and and, the, the, and farmers and after a while I was saying to, we were all standing there it was the first time I had to stand there at the altar and do the whole Thanks, thank you, thank you. Sorry for your troubles, thank you. And for our, a couple of hours, we did it. After a while, you sort of, I go, I just said, thanks for coming, thanks for coming, thanks for coming, thanks for coming. Oh, I know who you are, thanks for coming. What's your name? Thanks for coming. One woman came up at one stage about two hours into it. And at this stage, we were all looking for water. Uh, the girls had to take off their shoes. They were like just standing there for hours in the high heels. Yeah. One woman came up at one stage. And she just, we were, I was going out my mind. I said, did you hear what you just said? One woman came up, she went, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
thank you. And I just said, she just thank us. She just thank you, thank you. And I said, she, well, she got flustered, the poor Because after a while, I was like, Gormila Margot, Gormila Margot, thanks for coming. So uh, it was an amazing show of... of now, of, that of side of your tribe is buried deep into the Kilfenora Cayley band. Yes. So were there tin whistles and accordions? The full Kilfenora played the mass. Wow. Uh, it was in Barefield Church and they there was a rendition of Little Bird and there Give was us a, a blast of it there don't uh, I don't know Little Bird it's one of their most famous tunes it's a slow air and then they played Galway Bay as we took the coffin out and it was magnificent and then I was standing there and it was like I, we lifted the coffin in myself and the other sons-in-law and Sean her only son and because Nana's husband died aged 51 yeah. Sean Jeez. Griffin Sr. Wow. Died when Dipna was my wife was sixteen or seventeen. Died suddenly. Wow. So to see the headstone with nineteen ninety one written on it. Wow. Mad. So wow. that's the first. So you didn't really know him. No, your I never met the, her father. And then the, the Kilfenora played at the graveside, and it was magnificent. And then the Undertakers from Crosheen, mighty men. I love the Undertakers, uh, Garage and his and the father Joe. They would every evening when there was bits and pieces done when the coffin was brought in. And the coffin table, they'd have the big, and I mean a tumbler of whiskey, and oh, yeah. I mean a tumbler, a plate of sandwiches and a fine tumbler of whiskey. And on the Wednesday evening, when we were down there, uh, Sean Griffin said to me, Hector, will you do us a favour? He said, will you gather up a bottle of whiskey there and get a few sandwiches off that plate? We're going down to the grave diggers. Oh, yes. We went down to the grave diggers and there was about 10 men standing in the evening sunshine and there they were at the grave and the job they were doing, the sweat was hopping off them. Mm. We brought down the tum- the, the Jemison. They all had a nip of whiskey, a couple of sandwiches and at one stage they all leaned on their spades and they were talking and talking about graves. Pure country. Pure countryside. Uh, then they all went for a few pints that night. But when they finished the grave, I'd never seen it before, they crisscrosses the spades all, oh, yeah. all over the grave, like a, like, a, like a roof. And that you weren't allowed to touch it until yeah. they came again. <clears throat> but it was beautiful. A big, a, a big massive event. It was a massive event. Passing, and, the passing yeah, of a, a matriarch. The passing of a lovely woman who, as I say, always treated me well. And mother-in-laws get a bad old rap, don't they? Oh, the mother-in-law's coming, oh, the mother-in-law's coming. I can only say good things about my mother-in-law. She welcomed... Is your mother-in-law still in it, Clarice Leboot? Uh, yeah, no comments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't have much, take much to do with mother-in-laws. She's up the road, isn't she? She's, she's in uh, in Ulster. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't have to visit very often. Oh. So I, I, I understand what you mean what about mother-in-law's actor. Yes. Yeah. Do you like your mother-in-law? I don't get to see her that much. A fine woman, fine Dublin woman, yeah. like the, the sort of the earth. I'm sure, all that dub. generation of women you know? are the same. Yeah, yeah, they? yeah. No, uh, she was. Uh, some of them, you know, can be hit and miss. Some of them can be don't get on with each other. Some of them can. Okay, people can't stand some of the mother-in-laws. I can just say that she was a, she was brilliant, and uh, she accepted me who I was uh, coming in off the Aran Islands with a wild head of hair and a pair of dungarees and a stone roses T-shirt. She never questioned anything <laughs> about my musical taste. Never. Happy Mondays. She just didn't you know. listen to it. She just loved. She just. She just. She just accepted me, and uh, she was a right good woman. And may she sail away. Trina was there meeting her. I know well Trina met her and she said come in here now because she was a big woman of the scriptures as well Tommy oh right Nana Evelyn was a big scripture woman and uh, nothing like a bit of Leviticus before you go to bed (laughs) Trina and Evelyn the great Nanas are away now on a bus to Glendalough or they're away to Alicante on the eternal trip to Alicante my mother's in the back of the bus (laughs) drinking vodka Tommy with heavy makeup on and, uh, and her hair dyed and, and Nana and Nana Evelyn and Nana Tina going is that Marty Morrissey in the back of the van one of the evenings we went driving the bus you'd love this for three points please one of the evenings then I slipped away with with uh, Barry from Boston and Timmy the brother-in-law who plays concertina in the Kilfenora and I brought Rean and Shane for a pint as well we slipped away to Clark's and Crusheen there's a shop in the main street of Crusheen and a petrol station but in behind it looks like a bungalow but it's a pub and we walked in. That's Eddie Lennon country, isn't yes. it? Yes. Christine. There was nobody there. So is the shop and the pub part of the one? It's the shop. It looks like a normal shop and petrol station but then you walk up a side, side little bit and there's a, just like, it looks like an extension at the back. No signs, no nothing. It looks like a bungalow that's half finished and we walked in and there was nobody in the bar. 
the front door was open and your man just said, and if you want to sit there in absolute peace with nobody talking to you, you can. Tell me, were the Yanks talking much about the state of their country? America's fucked. No, no, can I tell you something about Americans? They don't think their country's fucked. So they don't, they find, they get annoyed with you if you tell them their country is fucked. They don't like, they are proud Americans who think there's absolutely nothing wrong with their country. Yeah, Barry now would be a very staunch Trump supporter. Colleen and Neil wouldn't do too much of that, but they, I think the Boston's coming over. They're like They didn't want to be talking about Trump. They didn't want to be talking about Biden. They, they're, they're a really strong connection. Or guns or Oxycontin or no, anything. No, no. Painkiller? No. They didn't. They, they just wanted Dunn's doors and drink and sandwiches. I haven't said that. They were all sandwiched out by the end of it. Yeah, and teed out. Oh, teed out. Oh, well, I swear to God, the amount of tea. It was a fucking Guinness brewery of tea at the kitchen. But no, the Yanks, they, they don't discuss it like we be going. So what's the story over there? How's yeah. things? They are? think everything's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on Dipna's side now, on... On all that um, Boston, Galway, Clare side, there would be some staunch Donald Trump supporters. Really? It's, it's very strong Democrat area, Boston. Uh, but. Yeah, there's a few of them there. There's a few of them there. But it was lovely to hear the accent. And then uh, Rean, who's into his NFL, started talking about the Patriots. They're all season ticket holders for the Patriots. And they Patriots and Patriots this and Patriots that. And was there much talk then of the boys uh, being invited over to Boston for a summer? Yes, I said rain. Yeah, they, they'd been there a couple of years ago, but the opportunity to go work to go working. The lovely thing was for rain giving out pamphlets for Trump. <laughs> make America great again round they'll Dorchester. Be, make clear Galway great again. They'll be canvassing for him. Um, I was. We we lifted the coffin out, and the sun. I must say, we had three lovely days away. There's nothing worse than standing at a removal, and it's raining, and it's cold, and you're standing outside, and the queue is moving slowly. But over the three days, there was sunshine, and then I was down standing at the hearse, and Joe, the undertaker, said there was a tiny spit of rain as she came out of the back, and he goes, "Blessed is the rain that falls on the corpse." And I said, what? And he said, that's what we say, bye. Blessed is the rain that falls on the corpse and happy is the sunshine that shines on the bride. And I just went, here we go, lads. Up we go. One, two, three. Up she goes. And we got. And did you use that as an opportunity (coughs) to get a few squats in? (laughs) (laughs) He was showing his muscles up. You take off the shirt. No, but there is something in your head that when you're carrying, you do not... You know, you get the shoe, up, up we go, boys, up, and then you grip, and you grip your the shoulder of the son-in-law, your brother-in-law, wherever it is, you're getting that grip. And at one stage, I had no weight at all on my shoulder. It was all a lopsided. Oh my God, the person was bigger was than you. Going, this, is, this is really easy. You know when you're carrying a bed down the stairs or something, yeah, you're going, yeah. fuck, I'm all the way here. What the fuck is happening? I had no weight it's at all. Very upright. So I didn't say it. So... When we brought uh, Evelyn to her place of rest in the cemetery, uh, there was a change of guard every 100 metres. So the Boston boys came in and oh, took wow. the coffin mm. and we slowly walked. It was beautiful. But but Neil Callahan is about six foot six and he is absolutely <laughs> fucking huge. He's a linebacker for the Patriots. He's a massive fucking Boston fucking... I'll Man, tell you yeah. one thing, you want to buy a new fucking linebacker. They're going to have another cool light, Hector. And... Uh, we, he changed over and it was one of the cousins I think who got in underneath it on the other side of him and you can see that it was like that your man was carrying thin I said it to Neil after he, I says Neil you took all the way he said I don't know what was fucking happening but I'll tell you one thing it was fucking heavy because he had all the weight on his side because he was massive man but there was a, a lovely moment as well then when my lads came in and Reen came in and took it and, and brought Nana on her final journey which is I think for grandkids there's there's nine grandkids, eight boys, and little Emma, one girl. So Nana loved our grandkids. How old was she when she passed? She was eighty three or eighty. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Uh, but you know, illness had, had taken hold, and she wasn't herself for the last year and a half. And but finally, she just said, "Right, that's it." So uh, a great couple of days, sad couple of days, but a tired couple of days, but brilliant. I can say nothing. That was a beautiful ceremony, and she she's gone now, and she's in a nice, a lovely place. Lovely yeah, yeah. Place. What's the <coughs> what's the feeling like after Nana has passed now? Is in, in terms of because she wasn't well and she was kind of wasn't herself. 
there was always that air of a kind of not turbulence, but there was kind of there was a uh, a. a uh, how would you describe it? There's kind of an unpredictability in the air yeah. or something. And now that she's passed, that story has finished. Yes. That that person's life is done. And do you feel as if you've moved into a kind of a a calmer? Now, uh, it gets... It, uh, my experience these things is that there's a kind of, there's a calmness that comes after sadness that lasts maybe a couple of weeks or something before the reality of it it yeah, all kicks time. in. Big so, what time. what kind of frame of mind are you in at the minute now? That the big ceremony is gone. Everybody, those three or four days, where it's, it's tiredness after, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's kind of you're just exhausted, I think, aren't you? And you just, you're just, you're all your emotion has been poured out already. So yeah. you're not going to be still. You can't physically be more emotional. The tear ducts are empty. Yeah, I think you're just tired. Yeah, and drained. And did and you find, Lorita, with the house? It's been back in the home house. It's been back in the place where all the commotion, all the happening, all the thoroughfare. The front door was open full time. Yeah, candles were lighting, lights were on, and then all of a sudden, that house is completely gone. Yeah, quiet. so we didn't have that. You see, we like. Obviously, my father's still there, so the house is, yes. you know, we were going back into it. And I remember taking my mother out of the house that morning, taking her to Mass, and then the neighbours just went in and put the sitting room back to normal again after where she had been laid out, you know what yes. I mean? So we came back into <clears> a, a normal kind of room again, but it's, it's weird, isn't it? it is I mean, it, it's definitely stranger, I imagine, when it's the door is closed and the house is gone and, you know, there's nobody in the house. Yes. You know, that's it. Yeah. That's the end of a... An era, it's kind of. And what to do? With the, what what to do with the house? Then I remember when my granny passed. I couldn't believe that the the sons and daughters sold the house. Right. I was going. That that's granny's house. Can, can we not just keep that in the family so we can always yeah. anytime anybody wants to go to that loan, it'll be there. Yeah. But no, they were kind of just, sure. Who's there's nobody in that house. There's no one in the house. There's so. nobody in that house. Do you have, now? Just I hope it doesn't happen shortly. <laughs> but are there any specific instructions to be left for a year? Funeral dues. I haven't done any of that, have you? Well, we're have too you? young I, yet for that. Well, uh, there, uh, do you have any instructions for your um, funeral dues? No. As in, like, who do you want as your, long as possible. Who do you want to do your makeup? Oh, yeah. Don't, nah. make, don't make a mess of my eyebrows. Oh, no, I'll have that sorted. My hairdresser will do my hair. Bit of perfume. Oh, yeah. Somebody will do my makeup. Yeah, Jesus, you can't leave that to the undertaker. Hairdressers don't. Don't do corpses. They do. No, the hairdresser them, did my mother's do. hair and she didn't even have any. Barely. I remember my. Some of the nieces uh, were fixing Trina that morning. Really, you know, they would decide what clothes, what everything, her favourite chain, all that sort of stuff. But I remember in Paddy Fitzsimons's that they were putting on a little bit of perfume and putting on another little bit of blusher and making sure that and she was... And lipstick and all. Making sure she was looking... Is there a lot to be said for the way they do it? In, is there a lot to be said for the way they do it in the Hindu Kush? What's that? I'm wrapping them in a sheet and fucking set fire to them down by the river. That's what's going to happen to you, in is the it? Ganges. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. <laughs> Instead of foosting over makeup and hair. I mean, even the men have to have makeup when they die. Wrap me in a fucking wrap sheet. Wrap me up in my oil skin. Take me, wrap me up in a sheet. And take me down to the cladder, just the far side of the swamp, and set me on fucking fire. Go away, County Council, I want to prove that. And and uh, wouldn't that be nice? What's your plans? Kick them off. They're my plans. Into the current there where the swans are. No, but what about the funeral <laughs> bit? The bit. <laughs> he'd be the washing sw- up in every fucking. He'd be, uh, he'd be washing up in the scanner. He'd be washing up in fedora. And imagine, they'll know you because your hands have tattoos on it. Everyone will know it's Tommy Tiernan's hand. Yeah. Tell me, have you got what's the the before you get set on fire though? What's in terms of a ceremony? You know, you know the house. Will you be laid out in the house or in the funeral home or? I'd like to be taken out to Collins Butchers and chopped up and a little bit of me given to people. Like oh, a, gross tummy, stop. That's what? rotten. No, it's that's, not. It's not, just not the flesh, but bits of bone. I'll go away. I have a special bit safe for the I'll make a necklace eat. out of you. There you it? go now. You can have my little toe hanging off a chain. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. My little toe, that's a beautiful... Oh, I'll get Tommy. a little bit of his tibia yeah, yeah. and I'll wear it on my chain. Oh, on my keyring. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's Tommy's... Drive a river That's Tommy's I get my sphincter dipped in fucking stainless steel Jesus make a nice Christ. ring for the missus. Maybe they could put that as your <laughs> as your sculpture down Shop Street or something. Oh, yeah. Tommy's sphincter and people can come <laughs> and stick their finger. Maybe we could put water... Fa- we could p- turn it into a water fountain. I get it done as the new doorbell at the house. You can stick your finger in it. <laughs> And instead of a ringer, we go, hey, hey! 
<laughs> Press another button and water will come out to door. wash your hands. Oh, hey! oh gross. <laughs> So did did Nana leave any instructions of? of oh, a, I don't know any of that. A, a song no, to be sung no, or no, no, no. She loved the Kilfenora. She would have been so proud that the full Kilfenora came, and they they were excellent and brilliant. Was and she a musician herself? No, but by God, she loved it. And with with the brothers-in-law and the sisters-in-law and the Kilfenora, it was a huge part of it. She was happiest listening to good traditional music and good Cady music from County Clare and a proud GA woman she loved nothing better than Sunday afternoon the roast beef and a glass of wine and a bit Just of she wasn't hurling. fussy she wasn't <laughs> <laughs> and, a cl- and, and, and Clare playing or Galway playing and there was plenty of legendary hurlers that came to the funeral as well and uh, Shawnee McMahon and Ollie Baker and James E. O'Connor and the oh, great wow. the great Clare stalwarts who live only a stone's throw from where Evelyn was living in Bearfield fine parish and it just shows you that when these small country parishes still that fucking tradition I'd say every single person in the parish of Bearfield were there So can we talk about the <clears throat> after the funeral then? Yeah so we went in and we had some food in town in the old ground and we had the Is town Ennis? Town is Ennis in we went and then that evening everyone went back to a pub called Considine's in Bearfield and May Considine used to be there lovely woman last time I met her she was in the wheelchair and she was in serving pints and all you could see was like something out of Phoenix Knights Hector how are you you could just see the top of her head well you have a pint of stout is it and the hand would reach in <laughs> and she'd be pulling pints and firing them up a brilliant woman May Considine the pub hasn't changed in, 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 in millennia and everybody went to Considine's on Friday night and by the end of it I was there with the two boys from Boston Barry and Neil and they were well on it at this stage one eye was going the other what way. What were you one, drinking? I was drinking what, pints of Coors Light. And there was, a, it was a, there was a great home of people in the pub. And at one stage, somebody said, will you go over there to that man out there sitting on the bar? Through, I could see out in, into the bar, there was an old man sitting there. And he said, somebody said to me, he speaks a bit of Irish. So at about half twelve, I said to the two boys, come on out with me here now. And we're gonna, you're going to hear a bit of Gaelic being spoken. Oh my God, really? Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to speak fucking Gaelic? So when we go on, I'm like, y'all tough, honey, and he goes, y'all shot the two boys. <laughs> were absent. They were meow logs at this stage, but they were like, oh, this is fucking incredible. I don't know what word he's fucking saying. And uh, we broke into English after about six or seven minutes and um, great chats with old timers in, in Considines. It was the night of a big funeral in the village and there was a lot of people about. Lovely. It was excellent. I can't fault it. I couldn't fault it. I don't think the family could fault it. Uh, and isn't that what it's all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a next good time, funeral, which is yeah, uh, good funeral. Next time I have a bat and Katie Taylor's boxing, I'll remember Nana Evelyn. Yeah, well, she's well remembered. That's ah, the important she is, thing. Yeah. Did you meet yeah. her, Tommy, over the years? You no, met, no. You would have met her at communions and baptisms when you come out to the house. Out, out to the house? No, yeah, I was. It was, it was always your mother that cornered oh. me. <laughs> With the fucking, with the, with a couple of shafts of the Old Testament. Was she, was she hoping you had like a common interest in the Bible? Stephen Trina. Yeah. Well, we had an interest, but we were coming at her from different starting positions. She couldn't convince. She was coming at her from a, a the point of view of a believer, and I was coming at her from the point of view of a of a of doubting a, a, of a doubting Thomas. Yeah. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I'm glad you had, I'm glad that it was a soulful. Yeah. Funeral, yeah, yeah. because you know, you know what? Big music, big tears, big sadness, big family. There was a together. lot of laughter and as well. And there's a, there's a peace, there was a peacefulness at the end of it, which is great. Because, uh, you know, nobody wants to suffer and nobody wants to be sick. What's In terms of pain management, how was your mum's passing? Like, was she in, was it bad pain for her? Oh, no, no, no. She wasn't really in bad pain at all. I told you she wouldn't take, she was afraid to take the, mor- the liquid morphine that the doctor had prescribed her in case she got hooked on it. Hmm. So she was refusing to take it. I was, we were giving it to her at the end, yeah. And then she was... She was very, she, she didn't have a, a painful passing at all. You see some people have horrendously painful So there's, there was never a thing of, with the, of we need to mind mam's pain then? No, she, they, palliative care were there at the end and the night nurse was there and they did give her, Injections. you know, they put her on a, maybe a pump for the last hour or something, but it wasn't, I don't even know. Um, um, and was that because she was in, in agony? The, no, the it's the... It eases the pain, doesn't it? Just yeah, eases, whatever it kind eases of. I'll tell you pain. what it is. It's, 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 there's a level of discomfort that a person would go through in some cases, like, and it was, it was, even at that, and she was on it. It was difficult to experience this, mm. this gasping for air at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. Been some people go very like out <clears throat> like a light, and then yes, she, she unfortunately did. That's as much it. distress as it is pain, isn't it? Yeah. I don't the know. Gas it's for just, it was like, yeah, that was hard watch, yeah, yeah. watching that. But were you there for the final? Because were you there for the final moments when yeah. your mother took her last breath? I was. Yeah. And did you feel it was it that precise? It was distressing. Mo- I think. I think it was distressing because of the way, and she had been breathing like that throughout the whole night. So she had like a full, like mm. nearly twelve hours of this. So it was distressing to to see that but we had a night nurse there and she was like oh you all go to bed now and they they didn't expect her to die as quickly as she did mm. in the end she died quickly I did tell you that she woke up on Stevens' morning and I was sitting there and she goes oh please tell me that's not you you know she thought that she had already passed away and she'd come back again and she but after that then she just went down she yeah she did had you a, get a, a call strange... then to wake up and come in because yeah. it's, it's happening yeah because the breath gets really slower the pulse is hard to find yeah but her breath was uh, kind of yeah. at, the, at the very end it was last gasps for I told you about the story the fella told to me when his his his, his father was dying and he's up in a hospital up in Dublin <clears throat> and it was a ha- he, the father had a hard passing like it was a uh, painful passing yeah and they were uh, distressing there was, they were doing it in shifts uh, through the night and he said he was in with the father and uh, Awful sad, you know, and the father's there. <gasps> and, and, and <gasps> 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 like for fucking hours, like all night long, and he's just the two of them in the room. And there's no talking. There's just this, and the the son is there, and he has to be on. He's on till seven in the morning, and then the daughter's going to come in, and 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 he's there all through the fucking night, and it's getting more of a gap between mm. breaths, mm. right? And he was a loved man, and he heard it. He heard the the death breath. You know, they say that the there's an extra kind of. Release or something they call it. Is they call it the death rattle or something? Yes. There's an extra release of breath, and he was standing there, and he heard it, and the fucking the silence afterwards, and then he's looking at the window, and it's not yet dawn, but it's not fully dark, and he's looking at the window, and he's there's no the thoughts have no words to them. There's just a feeling of sadness. And he says, I'll be honest with you, Tom. I'll be honest with you. He said, I was there looking out the window and next thing I heard, (laughs) (laughs) And he said, the first thought to come into his head was, ah, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Oh, 
That's Fuck priceless. Sake, that's that, quality. Is they just like you know, like it can be laboured, 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 laboured. I he loved his dad, but oh, he just man. went. Would you fucking okay. if you're going? Will you? Will you go? That is mad. Uh, and then over the weekend, I realised somebody said to me uh, at one stage on the Saturday when I woke up and I went back into the village for a coffee with a few of them still hanging around. And one somebody said to me, he said, "You do know why?" I said, "Oh, I'm bad." And he said, "If you hang over," I said, "Oh, bad, bad." Bad. Oh, had you? Oh, bad. Oh, fucking Whoa. bad. Like 13 pints of cruise. I thought men don't get hangovers. Oh, Jesus. And he said to me, you know where the word hangover came? It was a weekend of, it was a week of enlightenment. And I said, what? And I was in that stage where I just wanted a toasted ham and cheese sandwich. I wanted a flat white and I wanted to get out of there. And fresh air. Fresh air. And he goes, you know where the word hangover came from? I said, no, go on. And this lad's a smart lad. Was this the American? No, this is the brother-in-law my in from Mayo. And he said, a bal man. And he said to me, you know where hangover came, comes from? He said to you three times. <laughs> <laughs> and he you're said, dying. Yeah, because I'm dying at this stage. And he went, back in the Victorian times in London, when they would drink their socks off for pennies and pennies of gin. And gin was the biggest drink in London in Victoria times. That the drunken sailors would go into a back room and there would be ropes from one end of the room to the other. And they would just drape themselves over a rope to hang over it till they dried themselves out and that is where the word and is that a cure for it the hangover comes from the ropes that was hung for the gin houses of Victorian times where people would hang over a yeah, rope but you also told us that Belfast got his name because yeah, this book was riding a horse through the that? river going That's Belfast fuck well, off through the water we go Belfast true Bell true fast fantasy land. it's not so you read that in a children's book so, 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 so that's a loyalist comfort blanket Tom Hardy <laughs> <laughs> Bail first The hangover Full of gin with So the, is that an actual story now Or is that made up too No that is where The I word hangover Comes from that. How Victorian did you get over times the, How did you get over the hangover There's oh, three ways oh, to Donald's get over Donald's salt and vinegar crisps Toasted ham and cheese sandwiches A bit of Sky Sports and I had a bat at nine o'clock. You'd get a skip toy with a bat. I had 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 a bat. A bat is a bad idea. You'd be sweating. Well, go, I open the window. If it gets really hot, I have the windows Ooh, open. Oh, that sounds like hell. Where were you sleeping? Serenity Slopes Nursing Home. For <laughs> sake, I had a bat. And I put a half a bottle of Radox into it. <laughs> and I was rubbing the suds all over me. I can't move. Couldn't even see me feet with the suds. I couldn't see me feet Hector, with the suds. It's a true sign of your fitness to be able to get in and out of the bath. Oh, yeah. So Tommy only wishes you could get in and out of the bath. <laughs> Tommy wants a bath with the door on it. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we and a open, seat. Why don't we? This is something we could do in future years. Loads of money in the nursing home business. Why don't we open Why don't one? we open a really fucking cool nursing home? Like a nursing home that has ESPN and Sky Sports and porn and Netflix and everything people need you see that rooms. in Japan they bring in they bring in the porn to the, to the men and the women in the nursing home do they bring in the, the young ladies to the men and they get them to bend over and do all sorts of stuff live not porn. the men now they get the women like live as yeah in live porn yeah wow that'll shake them up it's snooker an activity. tables pool tables activity. espresso machines Nespresso machines what uh, would you do with them as their activity you know like they do drawing and colouring and, and just curries chicken curries all the time no colouring I said they do activities yeah but you want real cool activities like yeah what f- like a river out the back we go fishing orienteering orienteering <laughs> no but like really cool <laughs> things bringing a busload of fucking quad bikes sick people to the fucking the, do a valley now you have to make your own <laughs> way back to Ballina. <laughs> No, but imagine there's a That's river a, you could fish. And you marked Survivor. That'd be a great fucking twist to Survivor, wouldn't it? The naked Survivor. Na- naked and afraid. Just naked. these fucking pensioners on the side of a hill in Mayo. It's hard to tell the difference between the women and the sheep. Where, where, where are we now, Michael? <laughs> that would be a great TG Carr version. Afraid, naked, yeah. naked, afraid and old. <laughs> naked, afraid and old in Mayo. Yeah. It's loads of wilderness. But that was a big... Um, it was a big, it was a big And it's week. everybody back to their settled lives Everybody now. has returned to their to their homesteads and everyone is sleeping. And uh, there's a lot of phone calls. And there's a lot of... Ah, yeah, yeah. But there was a great show of people uh, and from all over, from, from the Midlands and from Galway and from Clare and from Boston. And uh, they're all gone away back and back to where they're, where they're from. Um, 
there was a little bit of Irish spoken as well of people coming up there was, there was a nice bit of Irish there was maybe a smattering every 20 or 30 people that we gone but there was a lovely couple there was a, there was, and I said I said to Timmy who's that lady oh that lady's married to a man from Galway because three or four times during the thousands of handshakes for thanks for coming sorry for your trouble all this ni walum the chribloids I don't like your trouble ni walum it's a beautiful Connemara yeah. way of saying sorry for your trouble. And was there anybody who was inappropriate at the funeral in the sense was there anybody who was delighted to see Somebody you in the flesh? Somebody came up and said, hey, the big arms were open. Hello, hello, you don't know who I am. This is you. And there was a few people like that but it was funny watching Dipna and Anne and Claire, the three uh, daughters, uh, all the, the amount of good friends that they hadn't seen from school. Ah, yeah. Evelyn used to mind many's a local child and neighbours' children oh, so for school and it was mad to see that the children that I used to remember back in the 90s who were only 7 and 8 and 9 and 10 and 11 and 12 who were staying in Evelyn's after school for dinner and then be collected by 6 as a baby minder that those young men uh, were all in their 30s and they were bawling crying they were bawling crying and to see a man that I hadn't seen in years who used to be 8 years of age and now he's 33 years of age he's working in Shannon in a tech company or doing something like that or whatever and he bawling crying for the love he had for Nana Evelyn was that's powerful stuff it's always that's powerful stuff it's the fellas that you say at my mum's funeral now it was the fellas I hadn't seen since I was in fucking second year that yes, got, that got me. Yes, it's funny. Yes, I'm I'm yes. I'm there looking at me me mother's corpse, and you know there's no tears. It's just like there she is, and then I fucking see Jerry Boyle, who I haven't seen since 1982, and then I burst into tears. It's because it's an, it's a it's I don't know how the fuck that works, but that's what was happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny the way the that it, it triggers it triggers something for me. It was once I heard music in the church. Once I heard some music. I just welled up. And then it was funny because the priest came down at the end of the funeral and he said, now, get ready again. There's an awful lot of people that want to shake hands. So for the next 15 or 20 minutes, again, people came up and shook hands. And I was, there was music being played, Galway Bay and everything, and there was tears streaming down my face. And people were coming up going, sorry for your troubles. And I'm bawling, going, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. And I'm looking over the two brothers and all, they're not crying. And then what you do is you <laughs> hyperventilate. <laughs> Just for a second or two, a couple of fun. <laughs> and then <clears throat> get a glass of water. And then we're back in. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. And is there a song you'd like played when I at, s- your, at your, you know, before we take the uh, coffin down the main street in Clare Galway? We'll stop at Centra and we'll stop at Super Value. And Roots for a coffee. And uh, Roots for a flat white. <laughs> yeah. I told you that about Fozzie Concannon's father. No. That when he, when he, when he left the church, a magnificent um, and, and a staunch Hammer supporter, a Clare Galway man who lived in London all his life and a Hammer supporter all his life, lived right beside the stadium in Old Upton Park and when they brought him out of the church in the summer field, there was an old brigade of Wait, wait, Chasik, Rosh! And the tricolour was raised. Oh, and, yeah. was, and then as they walked down, the cortege went through Clare Galway. They had his table and two chairs and two full pints of Guinness and his pack of cards and an ashtray left out on the side of the road beside Lovely. the cortege. Oh. Isn't that a beautiful yes. little tribute to, That's nice. to Seamus Concannon, a six-foot man JCB driver from Clare Galway who went to London to find his future. And he did. And what a, would they leave and out a proud to? Republican, and I will say that. What the would they leave term. out for you? Huh? There'll be the fucking red arrows flying over me and fucking there'll be a trail of a tricolour off the back of that. And, so, and, and sign DVDs of all your television shows to give away to people. <laughs> a Only fools buy horses on sale. Oh, cheap. Six ninety nine. <laughs> uh, cash. Cash. Cash only. Our young be running the merchandise with keep our lace <laughs> and mass more and all this stuff. Get your last and a keep our lace t-shirts here, lads. Special offer outside the, <laughs> the, outside the graveyard. Tommy. Oh, we got the collector's items on the podcast. <laughs> Tommy Beovers. Do you have a song that you'd like? You'd like? Uh, no, I'd like a. I'd like a, a lot of uh, Irish songs, Tommy. I'd love a lot of Irish songs, like Damien Dempsey and Aslan. Or no, oh yeah, no yeah, but but <laughs> I'd like a Bob Marley tune as well. Love fucking music. Pump it up to, bro. You know, there's so much music. It's hard to pick your music, yeah. Jeff. I mean. 
how can you and it, for a woman who loved her traditional and, and when will it be okay for Dimna to remarry because is that <laughs> But then six to nine. Like how long, how long will you give her? What? How long will you give her? Because my missus has told me that's not. It's not happening. It's not fucking happening. Ah. My missus said to me, if I, if I, if you, if I'm at the far side, and if you lay as much as a, a fuck a soft hand. On the, on, bosom. on the bosom of some widow woman, I will come back. <laughs> the widow McInerney. The widow McInerney. Oh, she's down around, Tommy. I saw them go for coffee in Barna. The widow McInerney's around. And she's driving the Beamer. She's, she's called... driving his car. <laughs> she's driving the Beamer. I saw her in an Ikea. The widow McInerney in Tiernan in Saltill. Going to Coco for the fucking oh, lattice. I saw, them, I saw them at the end in Brown Thomas. The widow McInerney. Oh, she has them now. They were fucking in the makeup department. And she has them now. And the fucking size of the bags, bags leaving Brown Thomas. <laughs> Oh, that's, oh, that's brilliant. classic. She, she didn't buy that in her own credit card. <laughs> no. What happens on the other the foot? She goes on the other foot because oh. you're most likely to go first anyway. So I, I talk, but I'm after telling you, I come from a long line of I know, but still, a long like, line of long livers. Yeah, but you're you're how you're half dead you're, as it is. You're getting very close to them, like yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't mind if. Not Yvonne got married again, did you? I'd have a lad going. They'd be out and they'd be tricolor. I'd have a, I'd be, not balaclavas. I wouldn't have balaclavas and white shorts. But let's just say there would be... Balaclavas and white shorts. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is... is, is that, like the Campofina. So if it's a, like fucking Ukrainian dance troupe. Balaclavas and white shorts. <laughs> the we dance for peace and victory. <laughs> hey, ho, holy, ho, holy, 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 ho. There he goes, there he goes. Hoddy, hoddy, ho. White um, shorts and balaclavas. <laughs> <laughs> Places. All the young lads were in the 19s. White shorts and balaclavas. No, but like I'd have a, imagine a lone trumpeter, right? A lone trumpeter. And then he breaks into... <laughs> He plays the top match of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, you won't be able to breathe for a week after that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 